Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good morning, Rod Squad. Maybe tomorrow I'll tell you guys about the big game that I went to in San Antonio with Snoop Dogg. Remember that one, Clark? The Lakers and Spurs? Snoop Dogg and I went, Bob. How about that? Snoop Dogg was sitting courtside. I was up in the nosebleeds, but we were in the arena at the same time. Where I was there with him. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah, it sure is. Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to the RP Show. Come on up inside. Your favorite daytime sports talk show is live. Coming at you on the Game Plus Television Network on the radio, WQEE and all these other uh, wonderful streams and so forth. Uh, Yeah, I'm here. Moose is there. And there today is Toronto, Ontario, Canada. A couple things, Moose. A lot of people don't know that are listening on the radio or that are watching on television that the streaming audience gets a pre-show, a pre-roll, like three minutes leading up to the top of the hour. And uh, in that, we were talking about Danny DeVito and how what role he might play in a Slapshot remake. And did you know... Right off the top of my head. Do you know how tall Danny DeVito is? Because we happened to look it up on the weekend. He's doing, he's the pitch man for Jersey Mike subs now. And uh, we looked it up on the weekend. Take a, do you know how tall he is? I'm going to guess five foot one. Four foot ten. Woo! How about that? How about yeah. that? I feel right. like if, uh, if he was anything... I know a lot of people that are just men that are just a little over five foot. That wouldn't make them that big of a deal. Four ten. Now that's 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 a thing, and that's what Danny DeVito is. And I'm sure everybody uh, did not expect that as we cracked the lid in a brand new year. I've been on the radio. I'm sorry. I've been ready to get back on the air for uh, long about Thursday, Friday. I could have got back on the air, but as I said to Joe. Our COO, I said, ah, I can wait a couple more days. I can take a couple more days off of not doing anything. But what I realized, Darren, yesterday morning as I was pulling up to the house here in the Jeep, I'm like, I'm not cut out. I'm not built to do nothing. So the one week off a year that we take is just enough for me. That's enough. And I'm ready to go for the next 51 weeks. How's that feel? Um, How was your holiday? That was great. Got a chance to go home and spend some time with family. Um, It was really good. Um, but again, it was, there's, there, you know, the big talk up here first time since 1997, we haven't had any snow at Christmas. So, uh, felt a little tropical, even though it probably wasn't the 20, 25, 30 degrees that you were experiencing, but, uh, it was still nice. Really nice. No, it's been cold. It's been cold. Ooh. It's been in the low to mid teens in Celsius and it's been bothersome. This morning I came into the house and I said to Serena, you know what? It's, it's cold out there, but I said, you know what? Come summer. When it's hotter than the blazes of hell, I'll be praying for a day like today where I might have to put on long pants. And she's like, yes, you will. 
The guests today, everybody, are football coach, NFL analysts from Sky Sports, Jeff Reinbold, to talk all levels of football, and also A.J. Jakubik, the voice of uh, pre- and post-Ottawa Senators, the voice of the Ottawa Red Blacks, a lot of Ottawa from Aaron John Jakubik as he joins us later on. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan, and we'll jump right into it. I will say two things just burning in my mind. Number one, Christmas was great for us. We drove to New Orleans. It's a trip that I've waited a half a century to make, and it was at least as much as I'd hoped that it would be. And I realized as we were driving through Mississippi and Alabama and Louisiana and the Florida Panhandle that not everybody's like me. Not everybody read those books when we were kids, like The Adventures of Tom Sawyer and The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn and those cowboy uh, novels about driving cattle across the Florida panhandle. Be uh, Florida number two for beef production in the United States. Not everybody was into that, but I was. And uh, met up with a lot of fans. I'd never, uh, sorry, friends. I'd never been in New Orleans before. We had a great time. We just saw that. That was fun. Uh, been back a couple of days and was ready to get back to work. And I can't remember what the second. Oh, yeah, we got a scathing unsolicited review come in. And you know this because we talked about it in the morning meeting today from some guy, some big shot who just discovered our show just before Christmas, says he's been watching for a week and he said, here's some advice if you'd like it because I've been a producer in some major market television stations. Uh, so here's the thing with your show that I've realized. It's got ADD. You guys are all over the place. One. Number two, your sound effects are annoying. Can you hit one, Clark, or two? A couple Let's of annoying go. sound effects, please. Uh, yeah. Hell yes. Bingo. And number three, number three, the host is arrogant. Now, a couple things on that. I don't know. He didn't leave a name. So my thinking was, if you were any good, you'd still be working in television. Sounds like he's not anymore. That's A. B, don't offer advice unless you are asked for it, which you weren't. And three... You nailed it. You got us. <laughs> we are all over the place like ADD. The host is arrogant. And the sound effects are annoying. Bingo. But the guy's watched for a week, and he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna make a judgment on me. Okay, gotcha. Pack a lunch, bro. <laughs> but when I brought that up in our morning meeting, uh, some of our staff seemed to be a little upset about it. I'm like, no, 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 guys, don't be. Don't be. Because if somebody walked into a holiday party, you were dressed like what you're wearing, Darren, and some guy walked up to you and said, uh, just so you don't know me and you're not going to know me, but here's what I think about your outfit. I don't like your glasses. They don't fit your face. The hoodie is underdressed for an event like this, and your shoes don't match your belt. So what would you think of a guy? And then turned and walked away. What would you think? The nerve for you to come up to me cold turkey and say that and i don't even know who you are and you don't even know me yeah it's a little of that that's what this guy did so uh he might be along, right boy he might be right <laughs> yeah he's right he's right on everything but we didn't ask for it yeah. so run along okay can you hit the horn again please director jordan and then we will actually talk hot damn because that's what we're here to to do it's daytime live sports and nobody's going to be talking about the things we talk about that's one guarantee 
Jacob Stansel scored his second goal of the game with 11.7 seconds to go in the third period as Cheshire survived a blown 2-0 lead to defeat Canada 3-2 and advance to the semifinals at the World Junior Hockey Championship today in Sweden. Thomas Sabolka had the other goal for the Czechs. Matthew Wood and Jake Furlong replied for Canada, who's coming home without a medal. <sighs> from the World Under-20 Hockey Tournament. Now, I know that there's a lot of people that don't care, but there's a lot of people that do. And when I look at the TV ratings, I look at our numbers, people care about what's happening. Today's the day where there are four back-to-back-to-back-to-back playoff games. One and done, single elimination. This is what's exciting about this tournament. But it sucks when Canada loses. We were after our third consecutive gold medal. Um, I don't know how much of it you watched, or you said your excitement level was like at 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10 or something going into the tournament. So your take on the fact that it's over, Canada's coming home. It's disappointing, uh, no doubt, that it's over this early. And even when we were watching it this morning, um, you know, before our morning meeting and then picking up the third period afterwards, you know, Chechia played the game they needed to play, but you just thought, you just kind of knew in the back of your mind, no, Canada's got this. You know, they'll find a way to score. They'll avoid the scare. It's Canada. We'll move on. But for Chechia, I mean, they played so well. They, they knew what they needed to do. Play defensively, protect the middle of the ice, let the shots pile up, but, you know, control the high-quality ones. And then when you finally get a chance, hope that you bang one in. And it turns out they banged one in when they needed to late in that game. And those are kind of those uh, trap games for Canada. They fell into one today. In a way, uh, well, Canada scored themselves on the winning goal. It was a little bit of a 13th man thing like us in the Grey Cup. You score on yourself, the winning points, doesn't feel too good. And there's nobody you can really blame but yourself, and that really sucks. But Canada's on their way home. Uh, by the way, hey, we're going to have a lot of fun today. We have a lot of fun every day, but especially today, just so you know. People are checking in. Make yourself comfortable. You missed a lot, everybody. If you're watching on the streams, you might want to rewind. Uh, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, I love your sound effects. I also love Rod's arrogance, LOL. How about that? So do I. Bill in Regina says, morning all. He, he nailed it. Yes, he did. <laughs> he got it all right, but that's not the point. We didn't ask him. From Rod Monroe. Clark's dad, producer Clark's dad, he says, Happy New Year's, gentlemen. Here's to a great 2024. Keep up the great work. Reg in Winnipeg writes in and he says, Was it Sid Sixero who sent the email? There was no name on it, brah. Chad watching in Lethbridge says, Sounds like he needs a little Mike Gundy, Roddy. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I, I ain't a kid. From Navy Dawn in Ottawa says, uh, arrogant, you? <laughs> We're going to move on. But there's, there's a theme for the day today. That's the thing. He's known me a week. He's been watching the show a week. He's going to tell us all about what type of people we are. He didn't give me his thoughts on Darren. It. I'd like to hear those. Yeah. <laughs> this is the... Uh, this is Meme the, of the day. Uh, major... Major market television producer who unsolicited wrote into this show without signing his name and gave us a scathing critique of what he thought about this show. Uh, I guess that's about it. Finland beats Slovakia 4-3. I'll say this morning, there have been two upsets already 
and it's night noon Eastern. There's been two upsets in the tournament today already. Finland beating Slovakia 4-3 and Czechia beating Canada 3-2. We'll get to the other games later. We'll check on them as we move along. But as far as we're concerned, Canada lost. They're on their way home, so the tournament's over. We're not going to be watching no more. That's the one thing that I really realized when you're watching from outside of Canada back into the country. There's one thing that we're really good at. It's hockey. Not a lot else. And people are going to be upset and say, well, what about women's soccer? What about just hockey? It's hockey. And we expect to win every tournament. And when we don't, something's wrong. And I really enjoy Mike Johnson's color commentary on the television on TSN. And he said today, I don't know if you're watching it, but he said, you can tell the players the night before the game, the morning of the game, in the pregame, watch out for this team's speed, watch out for this, this, and this. But until they get into the game, they're not even listening to you, right? So Canada got down to nothing. Oh, we got to start playing. And then they tied it up and ended up scoring on ourselves to lose. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Number two, Joey Decord made 35 saves in his second career shutout. Eli Tolvanen had a goal and two assists. And the surging Seattle Kraken beat the Vegas Golden Knights 3-0 in Monday's NHL Winter Classic in Seattle in front of 47,313 fans. Outdoor game. Seattle with its fifth straight win. Improved to 7-0-2 in its past nine games. We're going to come back later on what I have written here, which is any thoughts on have the playoffs changed? I had a guy write me on the weekend and say, oh, Rod, do you think the Oilers are going to make the playoffs now? Or I think he said miss the playoffs now because I said uh, nothing would surprise me with them. I don't, I'm not going to get into that today, but I didn't watch one shift of the outdoor game. It's not that I'm anti-outdoor game. But Alabama was playing in the Rose Bowl. That's my team, and we're going to get to that. Um, I heard people say that it was an overpriced ticket for the entertainment factor, that Seattle won 3-0. I think you're looking for something to complain about if that's your beef. The home team won. It was a sellout. Bob's your uncle. Was my Bob's read on your it. Uncle. You? Do you have a read? No, I mean, it's fun. The Winter Classic is always fun. And the things that go around it, you know, um, at least we got piped in the TNT broadcast with Wayne and Biz, um, and that's always fun. Um, you know, they stopped sending the Canadian, you know, Hockey Night in Canada panel to the Winter Classic, it feels like, and they've just, you know, doubled up the American broadcast, and that's fine, because those guys are entertaining, and it's all about it. You know, it's the guys dressing up as the fishermen or the Elvis guys, you know, walking into the rink. It's the hype around it it's the festival it's biz was fighting with the mascot live on tv um that stuff is all part of it and the game is fun too um the result of the game seldom is the story around the winter classic and it wasn't this year either it was still fun yeah i'll say it again seattle won three nothing the home team won and it's all great uh, i hear i have so much like we all do stats and information pumped into our head the problem is it's not all right you know somewhere along the line i heard it was the first shutout ever in winter classic history and then i'm reading the nhl game notes this morning and it's like no it's the fifth all-time shutout so even though vegas guns went silent and mark stone saw his point streak end uh by the way he was the most entertaining of the elvises that i saw 
it looked like it was a success. So are we ready to move on? Yes. When we'll talk next hour about tonight's games in the NHL because there are 13. We're obviously going to talk about your Leafs. The Florida Panthers are beginning a fun road trip uh, through the West, and I'll tell you why it's going to be fun in a second. Um, Nelson, our VP of SEM Events, writes in, and he says, is it arrogance or confidence? People get those mixed up. I don't care. <laughs> is that arrogant or is it confident? I don't care <laughs> what he thinks or what he got mixed up. That's the thing. I'm me. I think, I think it rubs the guy the wrong way. It probably is the confidence because he's obviously an insecure guy. That's why he didn't put his name on the email. If he was more secure, he would have at least put his name on it so we could have responded to the guy. But again, I don't care. Um, I'm going to read this, and then we're going to come back and pick up with more. Point three, Pasadena, California is the place line. Blake Corum rushed for a 17-yard touchdown on the second snap of overtime, and top-seeded Michigan advanced to its first-ever college football playoff championship game with a 27-20 victory over fourth-seeded Alabama in the Rose Bowl. It's their first-ever in this format before people jump down my throat. And over in New Orleans, Michael Penix Jr. passed for 430 yards and two touchdowns, and Washington held off Texas 37-31 in the Sugar Bowl to advance to the college football playoff against Michigan, earning both Penix and the beleaguered Pac-12 one more game this season. Yeah, don't follow me for betting advice. I never said you should. I said yesterday I'm taking Alabama and Texas straight up, and they both lost. Two losses by a combined 13 points. You're better off to not cheer for anybody. Don't even get behind anybody because I think that helps with your betting predictions. If you're, a bet, if you're an odds maker. When I got up in the morning and saw Michigan was favored by two, I'm like, uh-oh. Because those guys don't get it wrong. They put an infinite amount of work in their odds making. And it was a pretty good indication that Michigan was going to win. I was cheering for Alabama. I was cheering for Texas and Steve Sarkeesian. And I cannot separate my heart from my head. That's why I suck at betting. But I never said to follow me for betting advice. Moose, when we come back, we'll delve into more of that. The PWHL, NFL leftovers, NHL attendance, and whatever else comes up. We'll be right back. It's segment one. This is the warm-up. And we're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, 
do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. We back at it, and before we uh, delve into uh, where we were and some audience commentary as well, the poll question I should mention is brought to you by our friends at Key Auto Group. At Key Auto Group, they're driven by safety. Experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. The question is, who is Canada's best NHL team? Not surprisingly, it's the team that I said was three weeks ago leading the vote. The Winnipeg Jets, 45% of the vote. The Winnipeg Jets, best team in Canada, say 45% of you people. 26% saying the Vancouver Canucks. 16% saying the Edmonton Oilers. And 13% saying Tirana. And don't, listen, we're going to get to the Leafs commentary, all our NHL commentary. We're coming out of the weekend. It's our first show of 2024. Let's bring in the Moose now. And I knew that it would be a fun theme of the show. We had an anonymous comment come into our website from a major market former television producer with a scathing critique of our show that we have ADD. It's all over the place. The sound effects are annoying. Can you hit some more of those, Clark? And the host is arrogant. And the host is arrogant. I'll say it again. <clears throat> Brian and Hudson Bay writes in. He says that so-called producer knows what he's talking about. But that's also what makes the show. LOL. Yeah, we're not saying he was wrong, okay? We're not saying he was wrong. Happy New Year, guys, says Brian. Uh, by the way, 902-518-3033 is the sober, sober Carpenter text line. That's the number to reach us here. And Brian says, what do you guys think? And I would be interested in Reinbold's comments on the fact the Lions got ripped off. He's talking about the Detroit Lions. And the boys just got two home playoff games handed to them. Must be nice to be in Jerry's world. He's talking about the Lions having their two-point convert taken off the board because uh, the tight end, uh, the big body did not report properly to the ref so says the ref we're not there yet but we'll come back on it okay because i promised we would talk about the uh, professional women's hockey league and while we won't spend a lot of time on it i'll mention it it was all over my timeline from what i understand it was all over your television sets in canada new york versus toronto the very first ever game in the professional women's hockey league on monday ella shelton of ingersoll ontario scored the PWHL's first ever goal in New York's 4-0 win over Toronto. Tonight, Montreal visits Ottawa in the league's next game. So before we get to the NFL, and trust me, it's coming up. What did I say here? We are hockey first. Shows anchored out of Toronto on television. So I'm not going to skip this. But I'll be honest, I had people writing me about my weekend column, writing in, going, how come you didn't mention the PWHL in your 10, ten things? Because uh, I didn't. People were up my ass yesterday about why are you tweeting about Alabama and Texas and the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl? Well, you should be watching the PWH. It sounds, as I say it out loud, it sounds even dumber. I said to them, how be you watch what you want to watch and I'll watch what I want to watch. How about that? I'm not anti-women's hockey. My niece is one of the top 
college, U.S. college women's hockey players at Mercyhurst. Look it up. Sydney. She'll probably play in the league, and when she does, I'll be even more into it. I'm not anti that. Bravo. Good for them. But I sat with a television guy Friday night at the Panthers game, and we, like, I'm like, why is the WHL, OHL, and the Q not on TSN anymore? Why not? He goes, oh, it's not a moneymaker. Oh, that's fine. I said to the guys in the morning meeting today, that's going to be my thing from now. Rod, why aren't you doing this? It's not a moneymaker. That's a hell of a way to get out of an uncomfortable situation and conversation, Darren. And I wonder how long is the PWHL going to be a moneymaker for all these networks or is a statement that we're all great guys promoting women's hockey? Because it is entertaining. I'm not saying it's not. But my team's the Alabama Crimson Tide has been since the 90s. They're in the Rose Bowl. That's what I'm going to watch. Get off my ass. You want to watch women's hockey? You go ahead. Now, if you want to be Terry Jones, the Hall of Fame writer, which I don't quite understand. He's in all the Hall of Fames, and he deserves to be. He's a great writer. But he came out and said, you know what they should have done is brought in Ron McLean and, what do you say, Kelly Rudy, Chris Cuthbert, whoever it was. He said, bring in all the men. And he was doing it just to kick the hornet's nest. You know, but that's my take on the PWHL. It's good for those that are excited. I'm not that excited about it. Let me watch what I want to watch. That's my take. Yours? Um, it was awesome. It really was. Um, it was. It was good to see, you know, they packed the old Maple Leaf Gardens, um, the Madame Athletic Center, um, the lineups around the block, the people wearing merch. You know, we all saw the photos. Eric Lindros was there with his daughter and, you know, they, you know, had a, a ton of support and a ton of hype built around it. And that's awesome. Like, I can't get a ticket to watch any games in Toronto all year. They're sold out, all 12 home games. So that stuff is really cool. They've done it right. They've built up hype. They have a venue that's big enough to allow for good crowds, but it's small enough to make sure it's sold out and you create a lot of hype. And I think it's, it's off to the right start. So we'll see where it goes. It was on all the major networks. Doing a lot of things right. Great way to celebrate, you know, the women's game. And, you know, I think coming out of the weekend, there are no negatives coming out of it. I think it's all positive. And for their sake, I hope it continues. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for young girls having something to aspire to, to play hockey at a higher pro level. I'm all for young or old female broadcasters because that's entirely who they're hiring to broadcast these games. That's great. And if there's one day that I have the opportunity to watch it, I will, but I'm not going to break an ankle doing so. Um, James in Borden, Manitoba writes in, he says, I tried to watch the women's hockey. It was about as entertaining as watching paint dry. Well, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? Yeah. Um, Glenn in Medicine Hat says, the PWHL Toronto ticket products are sold out for the entire season, as you just said. All 12 home games, capacity 2,537. Doing the math on all of this, the income and expenses, I don't know. And well, that's up to them to worry about and find out. It was the 110th Rose Bowl, and it was the very first PWHL women's hockey game. So I hope it's around for a while, but I was going to watch my team. So I'm, I'm, that's our take. Uh, moving on. To the Detroit-Dallas uh, game Saturday night in the NFL. Greg S., Greg with three Gs, writes in, and he says, I'm not talking about his cell phone. He says, referees make mistakes. It happens, and it will happen again. I do feel for the Lions, though. Um, 
if I just... <laughs> Carlos in Indianapolis writes in and he says, at least we're not talking about the same teams all the time, like a lot of sports shows. Exactly, as we're about to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I, I, I will say this. Thinking about Indianapolis makes me think of Jim Harbaugh. And you've been watching the NFL long enough, I would think. As I sit and watch him coach Michigan, he looks like the grandpa carving the turkey at Thanksgiving or Christmas. He's got the, the glasses the size of bus windshields. He's got the dad dockers, right? Yes. And I'm, I'm like, if you didn't know, I, I called up a photo of him when he was uh, playing. I said, Serena, he was, he was a stud with the Colts. A stud. Look at him. Now he's, he's just, he don't care. I guess if you got, if they put a camera close on him, he would have ear hair, nose hair. He don't care. Because he's not that guy anymore. He's the old football coach. Rah, rah, rah. He looks more at home on the sidelines of Michigan. But do you remember him when he was a, when he was a quarterback, a stud in the NFL? He was a stud. I'm not saying he's not a stud now, photos. but he looks like a stud grandpa. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He has the grandpa vibes or like, you know, you can see him. His, he's always in that golf shirt or even where he wears a hoodie. It's always clean with a pair of, you know, creased yeah. slacks, pleated slacks, you know, right. The Dockers um, shirts always tucked in the belt on always. Shaved, I bet he's got a handkerchief you know? in his back pocket. I bet he's got a handkerchief. Yes. He's one of those guys always carries a handkerchief. Of <laughs> You know? Yeah, of course he is. Yeah. Um, anyways. He, he might even have the utility knife, the pocket knife on his belt loops, you know? I'm Ready just saying go. at one time he was pretty cool. At one time he was pretty cool. The NFL's playoff picture is clearer now with one week to go. Nine teams are in, five spots remain open, and 20 clubs are still chasing the Super Bowl. Baltimore secured the AFC's number one seed when they speed bagged the Dolphins 56-19. The 49ers wrapped up the NFC's number one seed with their win at Washington. And then they got some help from Arizona. Cardinals stunning the Eagles 35-31. That stunning comeback win over the Eagles also gave the Cowboys the inside track for the NFC East. The Cowboys 11-5. They would secure the division and lock up the number two seed with a win at Washington in Week 18. Utter de devastation with the Dolphins. They went from playing for the AFC's number one seed to having to beat Baltimore this week to clinch the division title. If the Bills come down here and win on Sunday, they'll secure the AFC East and the Dolphins would drop to the number six spot. Buffalo would finish sixth, seventh, or out of the playoffs with a loss. But I just want to spend a minute on the Cowboys-Lions. What an ugly ending that they're still talking about. And I, everybody's, if you're an NFL fan, you've watched enough of it, you've talked enough about it, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, we don't have time. But I found it quite interesting that Adam Schefter would intimate that this was a makeup call, that the, the officials would take the two-point convert, successful catch off the board, because the wrong player reported, intimating that it was a makeup call for something missed a couple weeks earlier. That, to me... We don't even have time here. But that would be even more egregious if it was. I had a guy write into our website this morning, Mike, rodpeterson.com. He said it's, the, the officiating is the worst ever now because it's a betting is involved and they're fixing games. And as a, God is my witness and on my mother's grave, I've been around sports forever. Not as much now like I used to be. And the betting wasn't as prevalent then. 
when I was working in the leagues as it is now, but I still don't believe fixing is going on. Not in the NFL, not in the NHL, CFL. I just don't. I can't. I don't believe that it is. But you're hearing it. What do you think? It, it can't be happening. If it was, you know, these betting companies and Did even we lose the them? underground Did you lose private me? bookies. Why can't I hear them? Guys? Hello? I'm not sure. You're still good? Do you have me? We're going to have to go to a book. I can't hear anything. Maybe it's just me. Listen, if you guys can hear Darren, Darren, you keep talking. I don't know what happened. <laughs> okay. No, the, th the thing is, I don't think there's fixing going on. I really don't. Um, there can't be. Because the point I was trying to make is that if there was, there is so much money rolling through these sports books and so much money rolling through even underground bookies if they exist, um, that they would know if fixing was happening. And it would, there would be an input to it, period. There's no way with the people and the money and everything that's going on that you could fix games and get away with it. It's just, it's so hard to imagine that's the case. The other thing that came out over the weekend was people talking about and bringing up the fact that Roger Goodell, as the commissioner of the National Football League, has the authority to overturn game results. And now they want him to overturn the game result and give the win to the Lions. The problem with that is even if they went back and said, no, the two-point conversion is good, there was still 23 seconds left in the football game. So you can overturn a game result and give it back to the Lions um, because now you're robbing the Cowboys of a chance to come back and kick a field goal with 23 seconds left in the football game. So it's tough that it was a missed call. The Lions uh, say that, you know, he did in fact report. There is some video of him over there by the referee. Um, it's just messy, but these things happen. Nobody's deliberately trying to screw your team. I just don't think that's happening. Um, whether, whether I'm right or not, I just don't believe it. And there's just no way. Um, what are we doing with Rod? If I can throw to a break, we will do that, and we'll get Rod back after the break. Who's AJ Jackie back up next, correct? Awesome. The uh, voice of Ottawa, we'll call him, AJ Jackie back on the program next. Happy New Year. Off to a flying start. Uh, this is the RP Show across uh, the Game Plus television network. We're streaming on YouTube Live, and you can catch us wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late.
We back, we back. Talking sports in paradise. There are 13 games in the NHL tonight. Our teams are on the road. The Lightning are at the Winnipeg Jets. We'll be talking about that later. The Florida Panthers are at the Arizona Coyotes. And the Vancouver Canucks host the Ottawa Senators. Vancouver leads the Pacific Division with 49 points. Ottawa's last in the Atlantic with 28. A.J. Jakubik joins us from TSN Radio Ottawa. There's always a ton of things that we can chat about with A.J. And we're going to start with the NHL. A.J., if you don't mind, Happy New Year, bro. Um, with the Senators, the coaching change, I don't feel or see that anything's changed under Jacques Martin, but I haven't watched all the games. Uh, what has changed, if anything, since D.J. Smith was fired? Yeah, Happy New Year to you, uh, Roddy, as well, and uh, to all your crew and all your... Uh viewers uh, as well. So it was great joining you. Uh, I, I think other than the New Jersey game, which was uh, a lot of what we saw early in the season, uh, just too many uh, turnovers, bad board play, too too much uh, inconsistency, uh, not good enough in the D zone, a, a lot of issues not getting a save uh, as well. But I think other than that, we've seen some progress. We've seen this team look to do some different things in terms of what they're doing uh, structurally, uh, trying to support each other a little bit more, trying to be a little bit more aggressive. And, and I think, you know, with a three and three record and, and uh, a couple of games where, you know, the Colorado game was a close one and uh, special teams just wasn't good enough that game. I, I think they've shown a little bit better, but they have to fix their consistency problem. It's still a young team. They're fourth uh, youngest in the NHL. Uh, still people want a bigger jump this year. They had 86 points last year, playoffs expected this year. It doesn't look like it's going to happen, but it does feel with Jacques Martin and Daniel Alfredson, and I think he's having a big influence as well, that other than the New Jersey game, it looks like they are starting to play a little bit better. What do you know about the interim tag being taken off Steve Stales' name as general manager and him bringing in Dave Poulin, the TSN analyst, who we're very fond of, the Bruins and Flyers, great. What do you think these moves will do for the team? Yeah, I think it provides stability. For, for the last few years, I mean, really the last decade or so, Ottawa's been very short-staffed uh, in their front office. And then even when it looked like, okay, they're going to spend a little bit more, you know, the, the word here in Ottawa was Pierre Dorian did a lot of the things himself and maybe didn't rely on some of the people in his front office uh, to the degree that he maybe should have. So I think it's going to be a collaborative effort. We'll see if Daniel Alfredson stays on the bench or long-term, if he's going to be back in the front office. And so if you add Alfie to that group with Poulin Steos and, and Ryan Bonus, who they think uh, really highly of, I think you've got a pretty good group. And I think, Eventually, Steve Stales is probably going to revert back to just being director of hockey operations. Does it, so does that mean Dave Poulin takes over as the general manager? Does that mean uh, they've, they've got their general manager in waiting here and Ryan Bonus? I don't know, but uh, I, I do feel like this is a very strong group. And, and, and the experience in particular that Poulin brings is going to be uh, fantastic for the entire uh, organization. Okay, completely swinging things in another direction, but I'm why I want to get your take on this. As a sportsman, as you are, and a champion of fair play, people have been saying that with the addition of betting, uh, the advent of betting, and how large it is, that it's affected the way games are being officiated, specifically in the NFL with that Cowboys-Lions mess the other night. We saw Tim Peel get fired over spilling the beans that the, there are such a thing as makeup calls. Ooh, 
I just can't believe that that's a thing. I, and I refuse to believe it. Unless I'm, unless I'm completely wrong and barking up the wrong tree. But I, don't, I believe there is integrity at the officiating level. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope so as well. Um, you never know what's going to happen. Tim Donaghy was a prime example of that. But, uh, yeah, I was listening last segment and watching last segment. And th- there's no doubt just if anyone's going to know, it's it's Vegas. I I think Vegas has a pretty vested interest in making sure that everything is above board. And so when when there's some sort of impropriety, and we saw it here with with Shane Pinto, and we still don't really know why Shane Pinto was suspended 41 games. Uh, were they teaching him a lesson? Uh, it sounds like someone was using his 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 app to to make bets. Um, so something something there didn't really add up, but. What did add up was the fact that Vegas was the, the one that, that basically alerted the National Hockey League that something uh, not to their liking was, was happening with Shane Pinto, and uh, eventually he got suspended. So I think they're pretty much on top of, of everything because if the fix was in, the big losers would be Vegas, and, and I can't imagine that they're not on top of everything that they need to when it comes to this. Yeah, well, fixing matches is what ruined boxing, right? If it was ever, that's why Donaghy got put in jail and flogged because it, it, the, the, the whole enterprise would be jeopardized if it was proven that officials were on the take, which they're not. They are not. Okay, thanks for that. Uh, thanks for backing me up, by the way. And I know you got a really big hockey game tonight at TD Place. What will the crowd approach yes. in your mind? For this PW, yeah, this PWH. Let me guess, you're broadcasting that too. You called everything else in Ottawa. Um, what's the might excitement be calling the level second for this game? game not tonight? calling tonight, though. Yeah, I might okay, be calling the okay. second game. We'll wait. Are you and going? See. That's a couple of weeks away. But the uh, I'll be there. Um, certainly, just as an interested uh, fan, 8,300 uh, plus expected game sold out. I think you know the sports industry as well as anyone, Roddy, in, in terms of ticket sales. The second game is always the most difficult to sell. Home opener, everyone can get excited. The second game is sold out. To me, that's where you can start to say, okay, that's pretty exciting. So uh, I think it's fantastic uh, for, for the sport. I think it's fantastic, certainly for women's sports. And Ottawa, I think Ottawa should get some due. I, a lot of times people look at Ottawa as just an average or below average sports market, and they look at, how the big team is doing and the Ottawa Senators. In the last six years, they haven't been very good and, and crowds have been near the bottom of the NHL as well. But when you talk about supporting all levels of hockey, top to bottom, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better market than Ottawa. Uh, when I arrived in 2003, it wasn't uncommon for the Senators to be drawing 20,000 people, uh, the Ottawa 67s to be drawing over 9,000, and the Gatineau Olympiques to be drawing over 4,000. It's all in the same market. Gatineau's still amongst the League leaders in attendance in the QMJHL and the 67s, uh, always amongst the leaders uh, in the entire CHL, and, and that's no different right now. Uh, Ottawa was the first city to do the entire World Juniors, and they sold the entire thing out. And that's probably going to be the case in December again when they host it again. And you got college hockey teams in Carleton and Ottawa. You've got all sorts of Junior A and Junior B teams that do well here as well. It's a great hockey market, but... Uh, certainly excited for uh, tonight's game and just to see where this league goes because it's uh, long overdue as far as I'm concerned. 
Aha, AJ, you got me fired up. Man, way to go. We'll enjoy it. And like I say, all the best in 2024. Next time you come back, we'll talk football. Oh, love it. Can't wait. Long ways right. away from a CFL Thank standpoint you. right <laughs> now. Bet. But uh, my goodness, Ottawa needs uh, a much better year after uh, 14 wins in the last four. Yeah. Well, I wanted to keep it positive today. Thank you, AJ. <laughs> Happy New Year. Cheers, Roddy. <laughs> we'll be right back with this. We'll be right back with a sports update and audience takeover right after this. We are live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the penultimate segment, <laughs> if I'm using the right term. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to get Reinbold on next segment. And I just, I couldn't wait to get on the air today. I was ready to come on mid to end of late last week. And I've been thrown for a loop today that when people thought that these officiating gaffes in the NFL had to do in some regard with betting. I, I had to have that explained to me. Why would you say it had anything to do with betting? Oh, they're fixing it? No, they're not. There's no way. But we'll talk about these calls and non-calls and um, all the rest next hour. More with Moose and then Jeff Reinbold will join us. But I hope you have some football-related questions not related to officiating because I really do get tired of it. We can just chalk it up to sheer incompetence. That's what it is. People make mistakes, and then they don't want to admit them. That's why the refs are blaming the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are blaming the refs. And to be honest, out of it all, I believe the Lions. But a sports update, Jacob Stansel scored his second goal of the game with 11.7 seconds to go in the third period, and Chessia survived, blowing a 2-0 lead and beat Canada 3-2 in a quarterfinal today at the World Juniors in Sweden. Matthew Wood and Jake Furlong replied for Canada, who are coming home without a medal. As we talked about with AJ last segment, a sellout crowd's expected at TD Place tonight as Ottawa hosts Montreal in the second ever game of the Professional Women's Hockey League. On Monday, New York posted a 4-0 victory against Toronto at the sold-out Matami Athletic Center. They're all writing, sold out. It's a big movement, a big narrative to push this. I love it. Let's see how long it lasts. Not the league, but the sellouts. Sports updates brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca and for landmark cinemas in theaters now, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom.
It's an action adventure. When an ancient power is unleashed, Aquaman must forge an uneasy alliance with an unlikely ally to protect Atlantis and the world from irreversible devastation. Starring Ben Affleck, Jason Momoa, Dolph Lundgren, he's one of my faves, and Nicole Kidman. Next hour, I want to get into this 13-game NHL slate tonight as well. The poll will check it, will update it, but I'm sure that it will probably finish with Winnipeg. I would hope is you people know hockey. And the Winnipeg Jets are the best team in Canada right now in the NHL. But the Oilers are home to Philadelphia tonight. The Flames are on the road to Minnesota. Uh, the Leafs are at the LA Kings. We haven't even talked about it yet. Hour one was spent recapping the weekend and trouncing the former television producer from multiple major markets that gave this show a scathing critique, which we didn't ask for. That was uh, talked about a lot in hour one. Maybe we'll talk more about it in hour two, but likely not as much. And Jeff Reinbull will join us to talk some NFL. We got some spots locked up, a lot still up for grabs. And I just can't believe that anybody would think that the officials are on the take in any league. That's why Donna, he got thrown in the clinker and and severely blackballed but we'll talk about it more after this brief pause on game plus and key radio